Hi, this is Media Girlfriends, and I'm Nanaba Duncan. This podcast is about my girlfriends who work in the media, and I am so tired right now. I just moved my house um, a couple of days ago, and you know, moving is just like it's just so stressful and such a hassle. And um, if you were to ask me today how I am, that's how I would answer. And so, this conversation, this for this episode is a genuine check-in conversation between me and one of my best media girlfriends in the whole world. Her name is Garvia Bailey. Garvia Bailey is a host and a producer. I met her at CBC Radio when um, she was hosting another show and I connected with her because she was like another exuberant dark-skinned black girl, you know, doing her thing and uh, or doing the same work that I was and I just wanted to be better and she helped me be better. And since then, our relationship has grown and uh, now she works at Jazz FM in Toronto, but she's also, you know, working on some other things. Uh, right now, she's working on a photo exhibit that you'll hear about later. And uh, she also does really great live interviews. She has done two uh, live interviews lately with some great uh, authors. One was Roxanne Gay, uh, who is a well-known American feminist author. And another is a novelist named Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. And she's also known for her feminist thought, um, but uh, she's also written some novels that I could really connect with in terms of the African diasporic experience. Anyway, this conversation is the first Media Girlfriends check-in. And uh, the conversation took place in Garvia's kitchen. She was making some food and you will hear two extra voices a couple of times. You might hear a two-year-old who was next door crying a little bit, um, but you will definitely hear J-Mo, who is Garvia's partner. And um, he was there making me laugh. And so you'll hear a little bit of him too. I'm just cooking up pork tings. <laughs> pork tings? Pork tings. Okay. Do you make this all the time? Huh? This? I used to make it all the time. I used to make it a lot. Huh? What was that, baby? Should I not say anything? No, you can say stuff. We'll just edit you out, probably. Okay. You can't interject. Don't interject. I don't want to interject. Well, what do you have to say? I just want to sit here and eat these. Well, you can eat them, babe. Just don't chew out. <laughs> so this is our first uh, check-in conversation on the podcast. Yes. So, I moved yesterday. How are you? How did that go, your, your um, moving? Because it's not easy to be... Uh... I don't know. It feels like a lot right now. It is a lot. It I just feels it like a lot. lot. And I, don't, I can't even right now say why. Why yeah. does it feel like a lot? I don't know. I, I think I can answer why it feels yeah. like a lot. Why? Because I think it's a lot. <laughs> I do. I think that moving is like you're upending a life. You have two kids that are small. You have a brand new big job. Yeah. How's your job going, by the way? Well, it's going, but every time I somebody asks me that question, I don't feel like I can answer it properly because I feel like I can't concentrate on the job because I've been concentrating on the move. Like, I think that I'm doing fine. To be honest with you, I'm sure I'm doing fine. Um, but I think I'm a little bit impatient with myself. I... 
I wish that I was putting more of my mark on the show. But I have to be, it's only been like five weeks. I, if anybody was saying this to me, I'd be like, are you kidding? Can you just sit and do the job for like maybe six months mm-hmm. before you try and like upend it or change it and try to be all... But I, I don't know, I just, I don't think I'm patient enough. <laughs> well, just be patient. I feel like it t- it's taken <coughs> two years to be comfortable. Yeah? Yes, for sure. Yeah, in a, in a new job that's hosted by, that was hosted by someone else in a big market, in a, you know, for a morning show that's live, all of those things. You're, you're dealing with all of those things. That's a lot of adjustment. Oh, that's another thing, the sleep. And the sleep. It's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, I'm sorry. This is going to make, you're going to feel like a crazy person. (laughs) Why didn't you tell me this? For at least a year. That's part of it. I keep forgetting. It's the sleep thing. It's like being jet lagged all the time. And I, and. But it's worse for you. You have five days Mm -hmm. of having to wake up at that time. Mm -hmm. And then you have your two days off. And then you have to do it again. I can't even imagine it. I have, mine's the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. I'm. Two days where I have to be up at four, mm-hmm. and then. But I think that might be even harder. Oh, maybe. Because it's because your body it's is the disruption. Getting, it gets disrupted every time. Yeah. So, but I'm going to show you a sleep thing, a sleep technique. Oh. A time technique, but not on air. But I'll show. Okay. Why not on air? Does it because have, is it's it so sexy? complicated? It's not okay. sexy. <laughs> it's not sexy. <laughs> he's pointing to himself. <laughs> I did. Um, I mean, I was there. A lot of people said this. I've told you like 6,000 times. You were really, really good. Thank you. As an interviewer, you were calm, knowledgeable, funny, entertaining, and... Oh, thank you. You really were. Thank you. And you know, like, I wouldn't tell you, like, I wouldn't just say this. No, I, yeah. Like, that means a lot. Thank I felt you. really impressed by you. So, really though, because I was just thinking about like the questions that you came up with. Do you remember what your first question was? Uh, well, my first question was a bit of a, a joke about her uh, being named as a uh, what do they call it? Uh, she got this huge honor that only you know two hundred and some odd Americans get, and you're an American scholar, right? For the Americans, so I asked her. I just equipped about that. So what do you get? The key to the city, or a T-shirt? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. But yeah, then yeah. I asked her about her grandmother. Yeah. Which was the roots of her feminism. Yes. You know which what? Which is a nice grounding point to start off. I think with. that it's always good to start grounded. And the thing is, I I watched and I've seen many interviews with her, and the and I think that what you see often is people dive quite quickly into I felt like after watching and seeing and reading many interviews with her I didn't know who she was in a way Mm. I knew what her politics were I knew a little bit about where they came from but I didn't feel like there was a lot of people probing about who she was they wanted to know what she thought but but my I always think it's I always find it really interesting to find out where those thoughts came from to and get who sort the of person get, is. Yeah. Because truthfully, that's what everybody wants to know. But I think that's what everyone wants to know. I think we don't think that, but I, or I think that it's a style of 
doing things that not everybody is comfortable with, but that's what I'm interested in. I, I go into those things asking the questions that I would ask someone if we were going out to dinner. Yeah. Or if we were hanging out. Yeah. Or if we're having a glass of wine together. I kind of go in with those thoughts. So that's what I really wanted to, to really ground her. And then... I think she appreciated it. I think she wanted because that. you gave you gave her an opportunity to talk about the culture, yes. To talk, about, which is something that she's so obviously tied to, yes. And being living in America is like for her anyway. It's when it's where she's not as connected to her culture. So you gave the, her this opportunity to just go there with who she is and her, and also she loved her. She loves her grandmother or loved her grandmother, Very and like she so. took after her. So she had this chance to say, "This is who I am." Like she told she she had an opportunity to tell. The story that she's been growing, that she's grown up with, yes. that str- strong place of hers, which is like I'm named after my grandmother, and she was awesome, and so am I. Totally, right? and, and I think for, for if you're in that, if you're in an audience like that, I think that's a, a point of connectivity because I think we all have those people in our lives where you can say, "Wow, when that person came to me and did this with me, this is how it changed me." And I think that her, you know. Um, it seemed to me that her grandma, there was that person, so it seemed like a, a logical place to start from. And I have to say that once we got into the, we got into the green room. So I walk into the green room. I can't believe you were in a fucking green room. And like, I'm late, know, like, right? You I'm were late? late? Yeah, I was late. Oh, did that stress you out? Yes. I already, like, my yes. pits are getting... Oh my gosh. Sweaty just so, thinking about that. Okay, long story short, <laughs> I was so prepared, and all my timing was perfect. And sometimes what I do, the last thing I do before I leave is I print my script. Yeah. Because just in case something comes to me while I'm doing my makeup or something, and I just want to write that in real quick. So I waited until the very last thing to print my script. Didn't my printer jam (gasps) for like 20 minutes? And then once I got the jam clear, didn't the ink run out? (laughs) (laughs) Is this here in the house? Yeah. Oh my God. And I was, so what did you do? I was crying. Oh. I was crying. I was like, she's going to pick up an idiot. I like, don't respect her or her work. I love her work. I was like, I was really upset. And then um, I made it work. And then I called them, the organizers, and just said. So wait, wait where'd you get the ink? I had an ink cartridge because I'm a woman prepared. I'm okay. a producer. So I had one in my drawer that I didn't know I had. I really was like, dear Lord, please. I, this, is, this is me with dear the printer. Jesus. No, dear baby Jesus. Jesus. You think I'm joking? I was, I was with the printer. The printer was beside me. I was like, please, printer. Please, Jesus, just give me this one thing. I'll, I'll never ask for anything again. If you just print this for me right now. Amen. Don't it. And then it did. And then I was like, Hallelujah. Jesus heard you. Yeah, every the printer gods and Jesus heard me. So I printed it and so I got there late and and I really wanted to spend some time with her before. Mm-hmm. What, what regardless of what that would look like, mm-hmm. I wanted to spend some time with her. And I didn't I we only but as soon as I walked in, I was flustered and hot and she <laughs> Sorry, started I'm laughing but and she started nurturing me right away. Oh, She's, of course she did. She was like, "It's okay. It's okay." I was like, honey, I'm so excited to get here on yeah. time. We're going to hang out and drink wine. She's like, it's okay, we'll have time. And we just started t- chatting, like you and me t- t- talking. Right. We started talking right away about, right. and jokes. 
good. Jokes, 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 jokes. Right, right away. She was in a great mood. She had a great um, fre uh, friend with her. Mm -hmm. and, and we started talking right away. And I told her, you know, basically. But before the whole interview happened, there was a lot of talk that made me, the thing that stressed me out the most about that particular one was to talk about um, her, her response and her oh. interview around um, transgender women and, um, and her saying in that BBC interview, basically at the time she, she used, she said transgender women shouldn't be seen as women. Mm -hmm. It, or we should look at the patriarchy or, or their, what they were before as well as, mm -hmm. and a lot of people, you know, rightfully took a lot of umbrage with, with that umbrage. And so a lot of people were coming at me saying, Oh, a lot of people were. What are you going to say? What are you going to say to her? Okay. You how are you going to talk about it? Mm -hmm. How, like, how are you going to answer this question? I can question? understand how you, how that would bother you, not bother you, but how you would be upset or concerned about that, especially if that's the thing that everyone was coming to you with, because I was one of those people. Mm -hmm. And everyone so. wants to know what, what do you get? You know, how you, you have to, you have to address it. And me being the type of person I am, maybe Jamaican or whatever, oh. as soon as people say you have to do it, I'm You're like, like not do it, man. <laughs> Good luck getting that question out of me, because that's not happening. You didn't ask her the question. You didn't ask her though. No, it came up, but she kind of. But this is the thing. I led her into answering the question. I asked her something that I found. It goes back to that personal thing again. I thought it was more interesting that there was this horrible backlash against someone that, you know, people that say, that said, oh my God, I love you so much, but I hate what you said about that. And I will not accept your answer when you try to explain yourself. There was a lot of that kind of backlash. So I find that what happens, especially with black women, is that they're put up on a pedestal. And as soon as there's a thing that happens, these these feminist icons, and we create them, mm -hmm. they get knocked down. And it's easy for her to be knocked down. And I felt, and there was so much space between what had happened. There had been so many interviews already, uh, and she had already explained herself a million times. I wasn't getting anything new from her, but I could get something from her about the effects of all of this. On her, the controversy. So, what did you talk about in the green room? Did you? Did we didn't talk about it. Green? Okay. It came up with her. This is the first time this has happened to me. Her people asked for my questions. Really? Yeah. Don't you normally say no? I'm not going to give you the questions. No, I don't say that. Okay. I say here's the point form of what I what I'm thinking of talking about. I don't give them my questions. I just say I'm going to talk about this, 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 and this. And in amongst that, I had said. I want to know about what it feels like to be a feminist icon and then when you don't live up to the expectations of, of yeah. your fans, yeah. how it feels after. Did they have a response to that? Nope. Okay. So I asked her that question and mm -hmm. I think that, and, and I knew that that's what would come up, right? Because I want to know what it does feel like to be Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Like, how is it that, because people want things that you can solve all their problems, People think that you can, you have all the answers, and when those answers are not what you want, what does that or what feel? They want. What they want? What does that feel like when the backlash comes? Because it's inevitable. I found it interesting, interesting that she said that it was kind of cool that she had fallen and made this mistake because it gave her freedom. 
And I understand that. So interesting. I, I totally understand it. How do you it. understand that? I understand it in that now she's human. Mm. Now she's not the perfect, she's not going to be the perfect person that answers all your questions in perfectly the right way that you want them answered. She can be 100% herself without thinking about all of that. Yeah. And I think that that's a really important place to be, especially for a woman, especially in the position that she's in, because you don't want to start to censor yourself being afraid of what people are going to think. Now you know that you say something and people are going to react in this way. Now you know. Now you just live your life. You just do your thing. Mm -hmm. And you answer it. Because I don't think that she's, A, someone that suffers fools, and B, that she's one that is going to backtrack on what she's, what her belief is. And now we all know that. So now, now, we, now we have to deal with who she is. Right. And it's not up to her to manage how we feel about well, her. Well, it's, it's, it's never up to her to manage our feelings. But we so feel, but a lot of people felt that way. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, well, okay. I, I don't feel that she has to manage my feelings, but right. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, so are you guys best friends yet? <laughs> well, she asked me, she asked how we could, sh I talked to her about a couple projects that I'm working on. You did? I did. She Whoa. really wanted, she asked, she did you asked ask her, me. Did you tell her about the photo project? Yes. Whoa. She was so interested in it and she was really interested in my ideas around faith. She asked me pointedly about my daughter and how I talked to her about faith. She asked me. Um, That's interesting. She asked me more questions than I asked her when we were off. Well, that's interesting because you're a mom. She, cause she's looking for guidance as a mother. Yeah. And she said, and so at the end, she was like, "How do we keep talking? I really want to keep talking to you. How can we keep this conversation going?" So do you have her phone number? No, I don't have her phone number, but I did send her. I know that when when we left each other, she said she's very tired, and so I did, um, I did get in touch with her, her people, and said that she wanted my contact information, here it is. Yeah. If she wants to contact me, she can find me here. Cool. So I just left it like that. So I think that's kind. Yeah. So I'm only asking because I like want her a lot. And you guys and dated the same guy. We dated the same guy. Okay, so let me tell this story. Yes. So many years ago, yes. I was around 20, God, I don't know, 25 or something, 24, 25. I was in Ghana, I was a volunteer, working as uh, with a journalist for human rights which is based in Toronto and while I was there I met another volunteer he was from the states a white guy named Charles 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 in charge Charles mm -hmm. and I fell hard for, for Charles. Charles interesting and while we were being boyfriend girlfriend in Ghana mm -hmm. he told me about this other African woman that he had met that he dated when he was in Connecticut in a writing class, her name was Chimamanda. And believe it or not, that was even though I know a lot of Nigerian names, that was the first time I had heard that name. that name, Chimamanda. So I guess that's why I remember it. Right. So that, and I think he told me her whole name. So then later on, when I see, I don't know, I think it was Purple Hibiscus, I was like, wait, wait a second. That couldn't be. Wait a second. And then, I don't know whether it was Purple Hibiscus or, you know, after I saw that, I was reading all of her books. Of course. So... I recognized Charles in one of her books. <gasps> I was like, as a character, Yo, she wrote about him. 
She wrote about her boyfriend. That's crazy. She wrote about our boyfriend. Oh my gosh, okay. that's so weird. That's so, so weird. weird. So then after your talk, yeah, and I had a book, I was like, okay, this is my chance. Let me just ask her. Let me just ask her. Of course. So um, I noticed that people do a lot of that, and they do this in the question too, to say, I love your work. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, a lot of in my opinion, of course you love her work, otherwise you wouldn't be here. Right. So the first thing I said to her was, did you date a guy named Charles Method in Connecticut? She was like, Yes. And I was like, I dated him too in Ghana. She was like, what's your name? And I was like, Manabba Duncan. She was like, he told me about you. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's totally crazy. She was like, he told me about you. And I was like, really? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not the one that he, because he ended up dating another African girl, a French African girl after me that he like continued with. Like he lived, he lived with her for a while. They've had, they've had children or something like that. Um, he has really great taste. In that <laughs> he does have great taste. That's all I have to say. Like he doesn't—he <laughs> doesn't mess around. He's like, <laughs> like he's like all about the creme de la creme of all the women. But you want to know what's good for him? Is that I think I once tried to ask about her to him. in an email because every so often we email each other to say like, "How are you doing?" and I can't remember what I said, but he just did not respond At to all. anything having to do with Chimranda. Oh. So I don't know what happened there. I oh. don't know what happened there. But I just found it really very interesting. So yeah, so I have always, this is like a small story that I tell people whenever we're talking that's, about Chimranda. That's incredible. And I finally got a chance to like ask her, ask her about it. And she, and she answered me. I love her. Yeah. I love that. Anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a cute, it's a cute little story. We call those stories brushed with greatness. <laughs> but your version is more. <laughs> there was some brushing going on. Some real brushing. It's like the X-rated version of brushing. Yes, with it greatness. is. You know that term, though, brush, right? No. Is it, is it a Jamaican term? Too? No. No, because uh, well, uh, I know it's a Trini term. Oh. To have a little brush. Oh. oh. Yeah. I know. That's new. Is that one? Do you know? That Do you know that one? No, he does not know it. Okay. Interesting. 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 So, anyway, that's a good catch-up. <laughs> yes. It's a pretty good catch-up. It's a pretty good catch-up. Just Can you just give me a little brief on, like, your next My move? next thing? My yeah. next move? Yeah, your next move. Um, well, what has been great about the last little while, being able to do, like, doing the Roxanne Gay. Yes. Then doing... Again, Chimamanda, also good. Yeah. Do, like, there's a a branding thing that's happening right now that's really good that's outside of like I'm being asked to do things because of me yes. not because of an affiliation with anything yes. other than yes. myself and so so it's about goddamn time well it's nice I'm just saying it's a nice I know I'm your friend but it's kind of nice you've been here you know what I'm saying yeah it's it's good to feel like people are like coming for me for things um, so I'm just going to continue that branding exercise by building out now we're, we have to you know we're building out the website we're doing like all kinds of stuff and then this is for for just for me oh for you yeah. you're having a garvia bailey website i have it garviabailey.com what yes how do i not know this because it's not up yet it's oh, just okay. like it's happening <laughs> that's why i don't know it's just i just have the domain name i just I'm, so, yes. so we're just working on all that yeah putting all this stuff up and then um and this summer this uh this Spring, I'll be pitching a podcast that you and I will be hosting live. Okay, right. I forgot about that. Almost. Don't forget about it. Because <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually, actually going to pitch it. 
I didn't forget about it. I just forgot that it was going to be a podcast as well. A salon. Uh, yeah, I thought it was just a, the event part. It's a podcast slash salon. It's a salon. Whoa, you heard it here. You heard it here first. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Um, there's the uh, um, there's the the show that um, my partner and I are doing. Uh, That's the first time I've heard you call him your partner. He I, is. He's my partner. I'm just saying. <laughs> he's so nice. <laughs> he is very nice. Um, I'm very excited for you. I'm excited you know why? For too. I'm excited because this is a part of your life where you come alive more. In a way, it's like I know you're alive when you're doing your jazz FM. Yeah, no, no, no. But you come like you're really alive, especially in the live situation, which I know you like. Yeah, I love it. Um, it you know you get the most Garvia there. Yeah. And I like that for you because I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. I intimately know that feeling of doing live work. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, it's life giving. <laughs> well, you know what? If when people ask you what do you love doing, and if you could just do whatever you want, what would it be? It's exactly that, that, that. Really? Sitting down and talking to people about what they do in a live setting with other people there. Well, that would explain So that's really, that's, so good that's what I love. I yeah. love it. I love it. I love it. People ask, like I get asked, don't, just, don't you get nervous? Doesn't it make you, isn't it nerve wracking? And I was like, no, I feel like that's, this is what I was yeah. born to do. So yes. I don't get nervous about it. Sure, you might get a little nervous. You might, like, your printer get, might fuck up and then... Yeah, I get nervous but, if, if there's technical stuff. Yeah. Or I get nervous, or I get nervous because I'm not honoring... I'm, a, I'm nervous about not honoring the person right. to the extent that they should be honored, and I'm not prepared enough to honor their art, which I respect. That's the only thing I get nervous about. But otherwise... Doesn't this look delicious, Can I just talk, talk about the fact that you added to your pork thing mm -hmm. with the mushroom and the peppers... You have grapes in there. Because it was grapes sitting there, and I thought grapes would add a little sweetness. I have never seen this before, and I'm very excited to see how it turns out. I think it's going to be good. It's going in now. <laughs> so how do, how do you want to, uh, how do we end this off? Do you want to wrap up the... Yeah, let's wrap up the uh, check-in. Well, good luck. Thank you. With the new house. Thank you. You're going to do great on the show. Thank you. It'll, it'll come together. It will be. It will be. I like that. Que sera, sera. Yeah. Sounds like it. Click. Alright. I love you. Love you too. And that was the first Media Girlfriends check-in conversation between me and one of my best Media Girlfriends ever, Garvia Bailey. She is the host of the morning show on Jazz FM in Toronto, and she's also working on a photo exhibit, and you will see her do other things. You can follow her on Twitter, at Garvey's Child, that's G-A-R-V-E-Y-S-C-H-I-L-D. Media Girlfriends was produced by me, Nanaba Duncan. It is on both iTunes and SoundCloud, and the hashtag is Media Girlfriends.